Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Annapolis. You know, that young person who graduated college this past spring and is now getting ready to go get that big job? Well, here, guess what? Get over to Leon Tailoring and check out their career services division. They've got lots of good professional attire, reasonably priced for both your young men and young women who are getting off into that world of work. Hey, they graduated, they did all the interviews, now they got the big job coming up, so make sure they look the part. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. That's Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, good afternoon. We're glad you could all join us this afternoon. I'm Terry Austin, state representative from House District 36, Anderson, Madison County, chairman of the House Democratic Caucus. And I'm standing here today with my colleagues because we have been calling for economic relief for Hoosiers for four months now. When Governor Holcomb scheduled the special session intended to give Hoosiers economic relief for today, I cleared my calendar because it's my job to work for Hoosiers. Given that we're now looking at a three-week delay for even starting the conversation on how best to distribute economic relief, we wanted to come here today to tell Hoosiers that we are ready to work for them, even if our colleagues on the Republican side of the aisle are not. The Democrats have a plan, which my colleagues and I will discuss during this press conference today. But first, I want to discuss the continued need for relief at the pump by suspending the state gas taxes. As you all know, the cost of getting anywhere, even the places that you absolutely need to go, like work, the grocery store, taking your kids to school or daycare, has been far too high in Indiana for months. That's why I and others have called for a suspension of the state gas taxes since March. But our colleagues on the Republican side have said no to this proposal, even as Hoosiers pay the highest gas tax ever this month. Many counties in the state border on places where gas is cheaper, like Ohio and Kentucky, so Hoosiers can cross state lines to fill up cheaper. But my constituents here in central Indiana cannot do that. But if we had suspended the gas tax from the end of session in March, they would have already saved $168 if they filled up just once on a, a week on a 15-gallon tank. Given it would take a few months to distribute the $225 tax refund, Hoosiers won't receive any relief until the fall if we pass the additional tax refund that Governor Holcomb has called for. So if we were going to go ahead and spend the $225 right now on gas, they would still pay almost 15% of that in state gas taxes. 15%. So to provide sustained relief for Hoosiers, we have to suspend the state gas tax immediately. With a surplus exceeding what we need to do responsibly, keep reserves by over 20%, we can do so without hurting ourselves as we craft the budget this upcoming session. The Department of Revenue is already $33 million ahead on gas tax collections for the year because prices have been so high. That means we don't even have to dip into our surplus to pay for the first part of the gas tax suspension. Next, I'm going to hand this over to Senator Shelley Yoder. 
Good afternoon. I'm Senator Shelley Yoder, and I thank all of you for being here. I serve as the Assistant Caucus Chair. I thank Representative Austin, and again, each and every one of you for coming out on the first day of session. I'm sure we all feel a little strange about it being so empty, but there's a, a simple explanation, as I'm sure many of you know. After calling us in, the supermajority turned tail and ran. For weeks, they've whispered behind closed doors, struggling to decide how they can best undermine women's autonomy and liberty. Meanwhile, they hold critical aid for Hoosiers hostage to their unpopular agenda. For months, ever since session, when gas prices started to tick up and supply chain pressures began anew. Democrats called on Republicans to address the needs of Hoosiers with immediate sustained relief. Those calls were ignored. And now, even in the face of mounting Hoosier suffering and economic instability, Republicans continue to look the other way. The initial 125 taxpayer refund is nothing to brag about. That was not a decision by Republican leadership. That was an automatic refund triggered by our $6 billion surplus, which was built on the backs of every taxpayers now struggling to stay afloat. It must also be said that $125 won't go very far especially not for filers with families. A taxpayer refund also excludes some of the most vulnerable citizens and cuts communities, small businesses, and nonprofits out of the package. When calls for relief became too loud to ignore, the Republicans doubled down on their strategy and pledged to spend $1 billion of the surplus distributing an additional $225 to every eligible taxpayer. Unfortunately, the Democrat caucuses feel this is a little too late. As of this moment, only 45% of Hoosiers have even received the first refund. There are still payments to be made through direct deposit, not to mention those who didn't file electronically or requested a filing extension. For reference, SEA 1 was signed into law by the governor four months ago. So even if the $225 refund went out today, nearly half of Hoosiers probably wouldn't see a cent until November. But still, the Republicans are going to push it further and further back for their own ends while turning the other cheek on their voters. Assuming they don't move session back again, the additional taxpayer refund will likely be signed into law sometime in early or mid-August. That means many Hoosiers would see nothing by early December. And people need help now. It's so frustrating and tragic for us to watch this and to be sidelined for something like this that makes a difference in the lives of so many people. And the worst part is, this is absolutely senseless. We are technically in session now. 
supermajority could pass this at any time right now. If they are still figuring out where they land on restricting abortion and liberty, even after having months of time to plan, they could still pass the refund, go into recess, and come back before August 14th to deal with the looming abortion ban. Relief should not be held hostage to the supermajority's unpopular and disorganized policy debate. Our liberty and our livelihoods should not be subject to the whims of the supermajority. We also must acknowledge that though financial pain anxiety has been particularly acute lately, Hoosiers have been struggling for years before that, even as our state amassed records amount of wealth. The $6 billion surplus has never been something to brag about, especially not as people we represent struggle to pay for groceries, to get to and from work, and to find housing for themselves and their families. Inflation hits us harder, costs rise faster, and our families fall so much harder than in other states because we don't invest in our people. While Democrats do believe that any money in Hoosiers' pockets is a boon right now, it must be said that $125, $225, even $350 is pennies in comparison to what we could save Hoosiers if we properly invested in services that supported them, like child care, health care, and education. And even as we stand here, they're preparing to pass a bill that will not only strip women of personhood and privacy, but would pass the cost of their moral crusade onto already overburdened taxpayers. Indiana will likely face down hundreds of millions, if not billions, in new costs as a result of abortion bans. And the supermajority is more than happy to leave you with the bill. It will be disastrous for our state and for all its residents who already live with some of the weakest, most insufficient safety nets in the nation due to the last decade of Republican leadership. Hoosiers need us and our support now, and they need us to listen, not to pass widely unpopular bans that will degrade quality of life on a massive scale. Democrats are ready to deliver aid and to stand up for women's freedom and autonomy. Thank you. I think that we have Representative Cherish Pryor is next. Thank you, Senator Yoder, and thank you all for being here. I'm State Representative Cherish Pryor, and I am the Democratic floor leader. And I want to talk to you about how we need to make sure as many people as possible are included in whatever economic relief package we pass. No matter your tax status, you pay sales tax at the store and are contributing funds towards Indiana excessive surplus. The current inflation we're seeing means that Hoosiers on a fixed income are getting less goods for more money. That's why we must include those people in any economic relief we pass. Many types of people don't receive relief, and we must make
and we must take action to expand it to include them. That includes people on Social Security, disability, and SSI who don't file taxes. And just a couple of numbers to give you an example. There are 940,000 adult non-filers. That's 940,000. There are 440 senior non-filers. That's almost a half a million people, a half a million Hoosiers. But there are also roughly 127,000 Hoosiers who are receiving social, social Security benefits. Currently, those individuals are also not eligible to receive the automatic tax re refund if they do not file taxes. This means that thousands of Hoosiers are left out of the relief. They did not receive the $125, and they're also not on target to get the $225 either. Additionally, young people who are listed as who were listed as dependent last year, the recent college grad college graduates, the high school students, are also ex ex excluded from this relief, along with those who are not who are new to the workforce. Those who make too little to file income tax returns have the least amount of money to spend and are not even able to live paycheck to paycheck. They need the automatic tax refund money just as much as other people need it, if not even more. They didn't get the first round of money and they should not be left out on the $225. Unfortunately, as Senator, Senator Yoder stated, only 45% of the funds from the $125 have even reached Hoosiers. Every Hoosier has value and deserves to lead their lives with dignity. That's why we have to make sure that as many Hoosiers as possible receive the automatic tax refund. And now I'll turn it over to Senator Jean Grow. And to reiterate, that's why today we should be here at the Indiana State House discussing how we can bring relief to Hoosier taxpayers. But we are not doing that. Why? Most likely because behind closed doors somewhere, there is a discussion about how do we link not only taxpayer refunds and benefits, but how do we impose something on women that will restrict their right to make choices for themselves and their families. So as in typical fashion, it's a bait and switch. They say that we're coming down here to provide relief, but in fact, it's a, it's a way to impose a restrictive ban on the rights of women to choose in the state of Indiana. And why is that important? Because if we're going to come down here to discuss issues related to families, we need to be figuring out a way to help improve access for health care for hundreds of thousands of people of the state of Indiana. That should be the discussion that we're having if we're going to talk about health care. It should be how do we improve Indiana's status when it comes to our health care numbers. 
Imposing a ban on abortion will inevitably lead to about a 33% increase in pregnancy-related deaths for women in my community, which for me causes great uh, consternation and concern. Not only that, who's going to fund this? It's going to balloon our Medicaid budget. We've already expanded Medicaid to include pregnancy care, which is wonderful, but if we think that that's going to be sufficient to cover the cost for those that will be increased number of births that we will be requiring in the state of Indiana, then that's woefully under budgeting. And so it's going to cause an expansion in the amount of money that it takes to fund Medicaid, and it's going to result in more pregnancy-related births for women of color all across the state. It will also continue to exasperate what we already know is a very uh, disparate healthcare system when it comes to um, access for people of color. So while we should be here discussing relief for taxpayers and for Hoosiers, that will be convoluted by a whole other discussion about banning the rights for women. And that's something that we all should be um, terribly concerned about. And as a member of the Senate Democrat Caucus, I will continue to fight to ensure that those kinds of impositions are not occurring for women here in Indiana. Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.